0: Welcome to the Avoiding Divorce Podcast. My name is Steve and I want to welcome you to and thank you for listening to today's episode. Just a quick reminder, we do have an email address, avoidingdivorce at gmail.com. That's avoidingdivorce at gmail.com. Please feel free to email us, let us know about your situation, or if you have any comments or questions, Feel free to email them to that, to that address and we will um, take that under consideration for future podcasts. That's divorce at gmail.com. And once again, thanks for listening. Welcome to the Avoiding Divorce podcast. My name is Steve. I'm your host. I want to welcome you to today's episode We will be looking at a couple of topics in each segment of today's episode, and the first topic we're going to get into is one that a lot of left-behind spouses struggle with, especially early on in their situation, and that is the topic of how do you take your situation one day at a time? Now as human beings, we often are afraid of the future because of the unknown. If you think about the most stressful points in your life, usually it has something to do with dreading something that's coming up or being unsure about something that's coming up. I can talk about myself in this regard, anytime I've applied for a mortgage or a loan, Anytime I've interviewed for a new job. Things like that, because you're not sure what the future holds, often is a source of stress. And as human beings, sometimes we want to jump right to the end so that at least, good, bad, or indifferent, we know what the future holds. And that can be detrimental in situations where your spouse has told you that they want a divorce and they don't want to be married anymore or they love you but are not in love with you anymore. It can be detrimental to try to jump ahead, to try to speed things up. All of the approaches that we've talked about in this podcast have been more about slowing your situation down, more about trying to take a step back and really think about how to proceed rather than just going on instinct, going on what feels natural. And pushing forward as quickly as possible is often what we're uh, compelled to do. Most of you can probably relate to this, but after you've heard those words that your spouse wants a divorce or something similar, the first thing that we want to do is we want to always talk about it to our spouse. And if you remember, one of the first rules that we talked about in this podcast was to never start relationship talks. Never be the one to initiate it. And if your walkaway spouse initiates a relationship talk, You listen and validate. You then end the conversation as quickly as you can. Remember, you're busy out recapturing that life you once had, so you don't have time for lengthy, in-depth discussions about the relationship. And then you walk away. And the reason for this is because relationship talks are whether they're initiated by you or initiated by your walkaway spouse are an effort to push the situation forward. Pushing the situation forward rarely works out to the advantage of the walkaway spouse. I'm, I'm sorry, for the left behind spouse, and that's because the left behind spouse is trying to avoid the very thing that the situation is headed to, and that's headed to separation an eventual divorce. So one of the questions that usually comes up early on in a situation for a left-behind spouse is how do I take it one day at a time? How do I not push things forward? How do I not look ahead to the eventual outcome? Um, Especially since nobody knows what that outcome is going to be. You might You might be so sure that your walkaway spouse is dead set on leaving the marriage, but a lot of us that are still married to spouses that were at one time a walkaway spouse are still married to that spouse. So things can change. So, how do you avoid that trap of pushing things forward? How do you avoid. Uh, looking too far ahead, and how do you just take one day at a time? Well, it really starts back to good avoiding divorce principles. Not starting relationship talks, not engaging in things that are pressure and pursuit, focusing on yourself are all good places to start. But while those are good things to talk about and good things to know, you might be wondering, well, how do I do that in practice? How do, how, how do I behave on a day-to-day basis in order to do the things that we just talked about? Well, the first thing that you should do is concentrate on the three big principles of avoiding divorce. So most of the time when your mind starts to race, when you start to spin, when you start being tempted to do things that are more likely to push your situation forward towards the inevitable conclusion that you don't want, which is divorce, is usually because you're not doing the three main principles of avoiding divorce well, and that's going out and recapturing that life that you once had, working on yourself, trying to improve and become the best version of yourself that you possibly can, and not working on learning to be happy by yourself. When you are doing those things poorly, that's when you start getting tempted to Try to race ahead and push your situation forward, even though deep down inside you know that that's not a a good approach. So, really concentrate on a day to day basis of weighing everything that you are doing against whether it, it adheres to those three principles. Is your mind occupied? Are you busy? Can you focus on the tasks at hand and take your mind off of your situation? Can you focus on yourself to become the best version of yourself that you can be? And can you be engaging in things and activities and interactions with other people that are teaching you once again, how to be happy by yourself? If an activity or a action or something that you're doing isn't pushing one of those three things forward, then you should be questioning whether or not you should be doing it. I'll give you another practical example. One of the things that we as left behind spouses are tempted to do a lot of times is to spy on our walkaway spouse whether that's looking through their devices, whether that's stalking them on social media, whether that's contacting people that they're close to to ask questions. All of that breaks the principle of focusing on yourself, trying to improve yourself, trying to recapture that life that you once had. And it certainly isn't adhering to the principle of learning to be happy by yourself. And so when a temptation for an activity like spying or snooping on your walkaway spouse comes up, it's a pretty easy one to weigh against the principles that we talk about on this podcast and realizing that that's not an activity that you should be engaging in. So what are some of the activities that you should be engaging in? Well, number one, if you're employed, throwing yourself into your work during the workday is one of the best things that you can do. Now, early on in your in your situation, it can be difficult to focus on work. And that's something that you're gonna have to work on and strive for. So that during those Seven, eight, nine, ten, how many ever hours long your work day ends up being. You are focused on work. You're focused on accomplishing tasks that will move your career, move your job, um, move your uh, work forward, and really focus on that. To try to keep the distractions of your mind at bay. Be fully engaged in meetings and the tasks at hand and focus on those. Some other things that you can do is after work hours, make sure you're engaging with friends, make sure you're engaging with family, make sure you're trying to keep yourself as busy as possible, whether that's hanging out with those folks, whether it's talking to those folks, whether it's engaging in Uh, you know, activities with those folks, whatever it is, make sure that you're filling up your day with as much activity that is engaged in recapturing that life that you once had. And then if you find yourself on a night during the week or on the weekend where maybe you don't have plans, then think about how, can I become a better person? What books can I read? What videos can I watch? What activities can I engage in? One of the big ones that I advocate is individual counseling. If you're in in individual counseling once a week, then that's one night a week where you're engaging in an activity where you're trying to better yourself. And then learning to be happy by yourself. Learning how to occupy your own time with hobbies and activities and things that you like to do i've mentioned before some of the some of the best activities that i found myself engaging in were things that in, that required my full concentration i've said before that going to the gun range and the focus that handling and firing a gun requires Was something that really helped me to take my mind off my situation take my mind off the fact that my wife uh, was wanting to leave and start a life without me and so it's really important that each day you try to fill that day up i can also illustrate how not to do this by using an example of of a left-behind husband that I worked with a few years ago who was terrible about trying to recapture that life he once had. He was always full of excuses why he couldn't couldn't engage in activities that helped him with that and he always relied on one activity he had planned a week where he got together with some friends and played some games and there were weeks when those those game sessions with his friends got canceled and then he was back to sitting and stewing on his situation sitting in his own juices and just ruminating in his head over and over again about his situation this was a left behind spouse that was Not adhering to the principle of going out and trying to recapture that life you once had. Not focusing on himself and trying to keep himself busy. And that's one of the worst ways to take your situation day by day. Is to not stay busy. Not stay involved with friends and family who can help you get through this tough time. So how do you take things one day at a time? Well, you stay busy, you focus on yourself, you engage in activities that are advancing one or more of the three main principles of avoiding divorce and avoid anything that doesn't move yourself forward in the name of one of those principles. So that's our topic for segment one of today's episode, episode 14 of... The Avoiding Divorce Podcast. We'll be back after this break. Welcome back to episode 14 of the Avoiding Divorce Podcast. I'm your host, Steve. In segment two today, we're going to be talking about a pretty important topic that I mentioned a few episodes ago, and that I want to dive into in a little bit more detail in this segment, and that's the topic of moving forward versus moving on. When we talk about avoiding divorce, we use a lot of terminology, and one of the things that I try to make sure that I'm telling left behind spouses is that they should be moving forward with their life. They should be trying to recapture that life that they once had. They should be looking for opportunities to self-improve and engaging in activities um, that help them become the best version of themselves that they can be. And they need to be working on learning to be happy by themselves. If you've listened to this podcast, the first 13 episodes of this podcast, that theme of those three main principles um, is probably pretty well ingrained in your brain now. And you can probably recite them by heart. And the beauty of those three principles and making sure that the activities that you engage in during your situation are adhering to those principles is because they move your life forward. Most of us, prior to our spouse coming to us and telling us that they no longer wanted to be married, were probably stuck in a pretty good rut. I look at my own situation and I realize that I had gotten into a rut in my life. I was getting up every day at the same time, going to work at the same time, working about the same amount of time every day, coming home, eating dinner, watching TV or movies, and then going to bed, and the next morning getting up and doing it all over again. And it's pretty common to be able to look back before your spouse came to you and dropped that bomb on you that they wanted out of the marriage, to be able to look back and say that you weren't really living a purpose-driven life. You weren't really making decisions to live your life in a principled, consistent way. You were simply going with the flow. And this makes you a pretty uninteresting person if you think about it. You're doing the same things. You're wearing the same things. You're not really doing anything new. You're not trying to improve yourself in any way. You're certainly not really focused on your happiness or anybody around you being happy. You're just kind of in a raft, on the stream of life, riding the current towards an unknown, unknown destination. And the point of avoiding divorce and the principles that we espouse here are really to move your life forward, to help you find that happiness that you once had, to help you find that exciting life that you once lived, to help you become the best version of yourself that you can be. So at the end of this journey, you can look back and say that your life, your happiness, and yourself are better off than they were before you started engaging in this principle, purpose-driven life that we espouse here at Avoiding Divorce. Now, the whole purpose of this is to set you up for happiness and success in life as you move forward from this point forward. It doesn't guarantee that you'll save your marriage. It doesn't guarantee that your your walkaway spouse will change their mind and want to come back to the marriage. But as I often tell left-behind spouses, it certainly doesn't hurt your chances. And in fact, I've always maintained that not doing the things that we espouse on this podcast will almost certainly result in your walkaway spouse following through on what they said they were going to do and eventually leaving you and divorcing you. But if you put these principles and you start aligning your activities around those principles from this point forward, you increase the chance that your walkaway spouse will start to question what they're doing, start to wonder what's different about you, and start to to maybe move back towards the marriage. The chances are much higher when you really pull back and focus on yourself and put these principles into place in your life than they are by not doing this. But the other thing that, that these principles do is they move you forward in your life so that you're set up for success for whatever the next chapter of your life holds whether that's a new relationship with somebody new whether that's just going out and living the best most awesome life that you can live i think all of us can logically see that having a principled purpose-driven life makes for a much more fulfilling existence and a much happier existence than just floating down the stream of life on a raft. Now, I said this segment was going to talk about moving forward versus moving on, because a lot of left-behind spouses get this wrong. They think that what the avoiding divorce principles are really telling them to do is to move on with their life, forget their spouse, and just you know, move on. I, I, I've talked to so many left behind spouses. We get emails to the uh to the show all the time where people are saying, So you're saying I should ignore my spouse. You're saying that I should just go out and do things and and you know, purposely leave my spouse out. And that's not the point of avoiding divorce. If that's what you've gotten out of what we talk about in in this podcast, then I highly encourage you to go back and listen again. Because it's certainly not what we're trying to get you to do, is to move on with your life without your spouse and hope they come running to catch up i've oft, I've often said on this podcast a big point of avoiding divorce is that you don't initiate contact. you don't initiate activities with your with your walkaway spouse. You're not the one pushing for spending more time together, but you're always open to it. If your walk-away spouse comes to you and says, Hey, I thought it would be fun to go do this together. Or, how would you like to go out to to, uh, eat tonight together? There's nothing wrong with taking them up, as long as you don't already have plans. There's no problem on taking them up on their offer. It's just that it didn't originate with you. It originated with them. And then, of course... Putting into practice the principles that you've learned in in those interactions with your walkaway spouse when they do initiate spending time together, like listening and validating, um, trying to remain upbeat, confident, happy, but not overly engaging, not overly sharing, letting them do most of the talking, all of that is still important. moving forward with your life should be making you much more attractive to those around you not less attractive and that's why it's so important to remember that your uh the the uh attitude that you have no matter who you're engaging in is upbeat fun fulfilled happy attentive Um, empathetic all of those things should be part of how you interact not only with your walkaway spouse but with anybody that you come in contact with and so there's a huge difference in moving forward with your life improving your life making your life better and more like it used to be and moving on with your life where you're you're trying to show your walkaway spouse that you're willing to let them go and move on with your life that's really not the point of avoiding of avoiding divorce it sometimes is the natural outcome of moving your life forward where your walkaway spouse thinks wow they're they're really moving on with their life and it might make them question what they're doing But you should never, as we've said in previous episodes, you should never be doing anything to try to get their attention, to try to manipulate them, or try to invoke any type of reaction from them. Moving forward with your own life means you're focusing on yourself, focusing on becoming the best version of yourself you can be, becoming the happiest, most fulfilled version of yourself, And having a life that you enjoy living filled with people you enjoy having around you and doing things that you enjoy doing. That's really the point of moving forward. So the whole point of what we're trying to help you with here is to move forward with your life, not move on from your spouse. And certainly don't be moving forward with your life hoping that your spouse sees it as moving on from them, like that's going to wake them up from from the fog that, that their mind is in and, and make them question what they're doing. They need to come to that realization on their own. You moving forward with your life can help that, but it shouldn't be the reason that you're engaging in it. And so hopefully this segment helped you see the difference between moving forward with your life and moving on with your life and gave you further guidance and how you should be behaving once your spouse comes forward and says that they want out of the marriage. So hopefully the segments today in episode 14 of the Avoiding Divorce podcast has been helpful to you. I want to remind you we do have an email address. That's avoidingdivorce at gmail.com. Feel free to reach out to us and email the show with comments, questions, concerns, or sharing your situation. We'll be glad to help you in any way we can or take your comments and suggestions under advisement for future episodes of the program. And as always, as we depart, remember, do everything that you can to avoid divorce. Thanks for listening.